0: Good evening, everybody. It's another lovely time on Value Nigeria podcast. Um, it's a pleasure to bring this podcast to you um, once every two weeks, I think. I think that's the new schedule uh, that we've been rolling over the past couple of weeks. Uh, on the podcast, we've always discussed about how the retail investor can improve their earnings and improve their investing practice. And um, the early part, the early episodes were all about what I thought about investing, what my ideas are, Uh, But lately, we've started having guests on the show, and today is not going to be any different. Um, Okay, it might be a little bit different today, and that's just because my Mm. guest on the show today is an investment professional, obviously, uh, but he's someone who I actually have a personal relationship with. Uh, Most of my other guests have just been people we've connected through a network or through social media or something. But my guest today is actually somebody I know, somebody I've spent quality time with. And um, it's very likely that um, this relationship is why he has indulged this conversation. Uh, You get to understand that. And that's just because uh, today, the focus of our discussion today is about the very, very basics of investing. Um, So if 100 level courses are 101, maybe investing 101, uh, today's discussion will probably be Investing 001. So we are going right down to the very basics. And um, he's an investing professional. He works. He's an equity research analyst and works with Nurembergia uh, in Abuja at present. And he's um, decided to stoop so low so that we can discuss the nitty gritty and the ABCs of investing. Um, so I'm sure the guests are wondering how I have a personal relationship with him. Um, my guest today, we we served, we had a national youth service call together in a very small town in Ondo State, Eleoluji in Ondo State, and that was a lovely year for myself, and I'm sure my guest uh, would attest to that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, my guest today is no other person than Mr. Victor Onyema. Um, Mr. Victor, do you just want to say hello to listeners of the podcast today, sir?
1: <laughs> Hello everyone. Um, it's, a, it's a great privilege to be on this um, podcast. Um, so I welcome you all. Uh, hopefully, I'm able to share some of the knowledge I have gathered over the years.
0: Absolutely brilliant. It's a pleasure having you on, Victor. Um, so, Victor, what was Iliology like? Iliology in Ondo State.
1: Iliology. is a place I can never forget in my life <laughs> because that was the first time um, I was staying... I left um, the comfort of my parents properly, right? Um, to an unknown land, foreign land, basically. I didn't understand the language. I didn't understand the people, but with time, it got better and we uh, were able to scale through. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: I, I totally agree with you. It was, it was a beautiful one year experience for me. Not perfect, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, it, it was all-round um, improvement for me on various fronts. And I remember having a chat with you back then, what your plans were. And I remember very strongly that you, you were quite clear about um, a future in finance and you had a plan yeah. that you were going to follow. Um. So, Victor, if you don't mind just sharing with us today a few things about your personal background, your educational background, and your professional background, I would really appreciate that.
1: Okay, okay, that, that's fine. Um, so, first of all, okay, everyone, you guys know my name already. So, Victor, okay, let me put my second name in there. Victor Bento Chukwu Onyema, that's my full name. Um, so, I'm from a family of five. I'm from Delta State. Um, I grew up in Port Harcourt and Delta State as well. And um, for my educational background, um, I had my first degree in accounting from Covenant University. And um, my second degree in accounting and business finance I'm from University of Bedfordshire um, in Luton. Um, then I also had I've done a couple of um, certifications and exams. Um, ICANN, um, a couple of other ones, um, mostly on, online on Coursera, CFI, and the rest of them, just to improve my knowledge in finance and accounting. As much as I studied accounting, I'm not exactly practicing accounting, to be honest. I've actually never practiced accounting. But of course, accounting is um, very related to to, um, finance. So I'm more on the finance um, part, uh, making investment decisions, um, looking at um, charts and trends, fixed income, equities, and um, so at the moment, I, I'm actually a portfolio manager, not an equity you know, um, research or investment analyst.
0: My, my bad, sir. Um,
1: so, no, no, no problem. So as a portfolio manager, basically, I'm both sides, fixed income, equities, all kinds of investments. I have to make um, investment um, decisions on them. Um, I would say one thing that really made me interested in finance, up you know, would be... Um, I think my mom, growing up, I used to help account money from proceeds of sales from her shop those days. So and for some reason, I was very, very good at it. So it was always in my head that I well, will probably be an accountant or probably an accountant. So from a young age, let me say just when I entered um, secondary school, I was already in that line. I was the only one that wrote accounting in my in y, in y during my time. just uh, to show how much I already knew um, that it was going to be accounting, but um yeah, that, that's where I find myself now, and it's been interesting, something I have um, great passion for, so, yeah.
0: All right, perfect. Um, I, I, I'll just throw a little question if in, you, if you don't mind, and that's about your firm, uh, Noremburgia in okay. Abuja. It, it seems to be one of those um, boutique investment firms that has sprung up and, you know, is catching all the headlines, various acquisitions here and there. Uh, what has been the experience mm-hmm. like with that firm?
1: Okay, I'll try not to share too much. Basically, um, my, my firm is uh, um, one of those firms that um, I would like to describe as um, a very um, passion-driven firm. And I would say passion-driven firm because um, the people, the management, um, the people that are building the brand, um, they have a clear idea of what they want to do. The vision and the mission is very clear. And to be honest, it's one of the reasons why I joined. Um, yes, it's, you can call it a relatively new firm, um, but what, what we have achieved in the last few years is remarkable. And we are not stopping anytime soon. And I'm very sure in the coming years, um, the Norembedja name will be, it's already becoming a household name. It will be um, at the very top um, of, of the um, financial is in
0: Nigeria so yeah I, I honestly do not doubt that one second at all um, we'll just go right into the thick of our conversation today um, now the, the average Nigerian is one who is hustling to, to make ends meet um, hustling on the 9 to 5 has a side hustle on the side um, investing is the very last thing on the average Nigerian's <laughs> mind so there's this viral video that i feel typifies or uh, that explains who, who or what the mindset is of the average nigerian i'm just going to play this on and then
1: okay. any money where i get like this any little change <laughs> my enjoyment don't worry about my future my future I i'm going to talk about my future next year any little money only little change Enjoyment.
0: Not bad I all right perfect so so that's the what that's i think kind of summarizes who the typical mm-hmm. nigerian is they, they they don't run away from hard okay. work they, they are ready to work hard they are ready to make ends meet however mm-hmm. the thoughts of investing mm-hmm. is the last thing on their mind now why is investing so important and why is it something that we should not relegate really to the background
1: Okay, uh, Okay, I'll, I'll take this from different angles, and I, would, I think I'd like to start from the very scratch. Okay, so first, the video, trust me, I'm an enjoyment person, too. I like enjoyment, <laughs> right? And I think everyone should also like enjoyment, but how do you enjoy when you don't have um, resources to actually enjoy, right? So the first thing is, um, investing is something that people have termed to be for, let's say, the... Um, the rich or the so-called well-to-do in the society, but that that's completely flawed and a very wrong uh, perspective. Um, so before investing, um, I think it's important to talk about saving first because you really can't invest without saving, right? Because basically, investment is an output or a product. Um, of saving. Basically, you you save to invest. So I'll start from saving. Why is it important to save? There are different reasons why you should save. One, for security, financial security, for emergencies, and finally, or let me say, most importantly, for investing, right? So basically, saving is um, setting aside a part of your income. It could be from salaries, it could be from your business, it could be from uh, whatever thing you do, if you provide services online or whatever it is, setting aside some part of your income. um, Then investing now is that part of your income you have um, you have carved out. You put it into other ventures to create more wealth or create more money for you. So basically, investing is making your money work for you. Making your money work for you means making your using your money to make more money, basically, right? Why is important for us or for everyone really um, to take investment seriously? Um, let's let's take let's take an example in Nigeria. We have. Um, inflation at 19.6% or 82 percent or thereabout, right? Um, what this means, basically, is if you have cash sitting in your bank account or just lying around, basically, idle, in, let's say, one year time, the value of that cash or that money is um, going to be by about 19%, give or take. So, basically, it means um, your money is going to be less valued than it was a year before. So why is investing important? You want to preserve your wealth. You don't want to have money today, I and mean, in the next one year, your money is less valued than it should be, um, especially in a country like Nigeria, where the average return on investment is way below inflation figures. It's even more important to be very, very um, conscious and proactive with investment, right? Um, so it's something that everyone should look at, and there are different ways to invest. There are risky investments, there are safe investments, um, and it's also important to know how to invest, the right way to invest. You go through an investment advisor, you go through a broker, and all of those things. So basically, it's not just for the rich, it's not just for the high-class people, or so-called well-to-do people, it's really for everyone. It's important that you invest Sweat your money, um, have um, something you can fall back to. Um, it's, it would be bad if after working so hard, you do not have anything to fall back to. So yes, enjoy, but also set aside money, um, save money, use your savings to build your investments. And um, you see that <laughs> over the year's, it would benefit you more than just spending all your money at once or just enjoying life and not thinking about the future. So basically, think about the future, invest. and I think I'll break it down um, as we go further.
0: Perfect. Thank you very, very much, sir. Um, I, I like that foundation that you have laid. Um, now, what are the various assets that you know are available to the regular Nigerian? What are the various um, income-generating assets that we may be able to invest in?
1: Okay. Um, so for assets, there are two broad categories, right? There is the traditional assets, and there's also alternatives. Um, so I think the traditional assets are the ones people, most people know. like of treasury bills, your stocks, your equities, um, bonds, commercial papers, promissory notes, bankers, whatever it is, right? Um, then there are alternatives as well. These are uh, the ones you classify. Okay, you can call like real estate an alternative um, kind of investment, um, Derivatives. is, you um, can also look at uh, digital currency, crypto really, as some alternative um, investments. But I think I'll speak more on the traditional assets um, um, class, right? So there is um, the treasury bills, the bonds, federal government bonds. Um, those two are what we pretty much classify as risk-free investment because they are issued by the government, although the return on those instruments are usually on the low end because the risk involved is quite low. So there is this, um, will I call it a theory or, yeah, let's, let me say it's a theory. So high risk, high reward, right? So basically, it means if you take more risk, you're going to get more reward. Um, so for government instruments like, like treasury bills, bonds, and promissory notes, uh, they are basically zero risk but the return is usually low um, compared to other riskier um, asset classes. Then you have the likes of commercial papers which are issued by um, corporates, uh, let's say like Access Bank or other banks or corporates, basically companies. Um, These ones are usually less than one year. Um, You can invest in them. Their returns are fairly good. Um, I think at at the moment, average corporate um, commercial paper rates are around, uh, let's say, 13 to 16% lately, the ones I've been seeing recently. So that's not bad, although it's still below inflation, but at least it gives you um, something that will just get your negative um, return to, I think, 3% or so when you compare it to the inflation, right? Um, then we have the likes of um, normal bonds as a corporate bonds, which are more risky, they have better returns. Um, so basically all these investments, um, instruments, all these instruments can be bought um, through an investment advisor, portfolio manager, investment, um, stockbroker, so like your equities, you can go to a stockbroker and get them. There are also so many platforms these days, like fintech companies coming out these days that you can easily uh, buy and invest in all these um, instruments really.
0: No. Uh- just because uh the focus of this podcast broadly is just um, about equity investing uh, stock stock market investing basically if we were to yeah. focus on um, investing in shares uh, what would you say if I were to ask you what does investing in shares actually mean what, what does it mean when I say I've bought shares in the company?
1: okay. Okay, so basically, when you say you're buying shares in a company, it means you are taking a slice of the company. So you are basically buying a part of that company. And buying a part of the company means you're buying the good sides, you're buying the bad side. So whatever risk the company faces, you will also face it. That is, so for, for example, you buy uh, stocks, today. let's use NTN as an example. Let's say you buy that 200 today, and for some reason, something happens, maybe management or whatever happens in the economy affects them. Where um, whatever risk MTN will face, you also face it because you're actually an owner now. So when that happens, you see that your stock, your the price of um, of your of your shares will go down. And on the flip side, when it's good, your value would also increase. So basically, buying shares of the company means you're taking some part of um, the company. You're now part of the owners of um, the, the the company. Basically.
0: So does that mean? Let's imagine I buy shares in say MTN. Uh, I can just walk into MTN office and say yes, I'm, I'm, I own MTN. Or, uh, how, how can I relate with this?
1: <laughs> okay, so well, we're, we're right, right. Ideally, yes, you can say oh because you are yeah, you are part owner of the company, you can just walk in. But it doesn't necessarily work like that, right? So you yeah, are buying on platforms, and um, so really, for 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 you to have a major say in any of the any of these companies, you need to have some significant shareholding in that company. Um, so for example, someone that has a 30% or 40% ownership um, of MCN Nigeria would easily walk into MCN Nigeria and everybody will know that, yes, this person has a right to get. But someone that has, let's say, just 20 shares of MCN, if you won't go and start causing trouble, they might kick you out. But. But so, basically, so basically, depending on um, the percentage you have, Right. Um, yes, that gives you um, a high level of um, authority or power in that company. Although, as, as an ordinary shareholder, you are you're, um, entitled to go for AGMs, make uh, comments, ask questions, to know how the company is doing. You are entitled to all of that. But making the big decisions um, as a minority shareholder, let's say have just hundred shares or two hundred shares, you obviously not be able to make um, those um, high level decisions.
0: Perfect. Now, how can I practically go about buying shares? Um, I've heard about this. I've saved some money. I'm interested in buying shares. What can I do practically?
1: Okay, okay so there are, there are various ways you can, you can buy shares, right? But the most advisable is to go through a stockbroker. And why it's advisable to go through a stockbroker is because stockbrokers have license. Right, they are licensed by the Nigerian Stock Exchange. They are also regulated to some extent by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Right, the reason why it's advisable to go through these guys is because so many scams are uh, everywhere these days. So it's important that you go through one that is um, regulated, um, one that is authorized, and one that has a presence. Right. Yes, I know there the are a number of fintech companies these days that you can buy shares and. From, and that is fine, but um, from an advisory point of view, if I were to advise anyone, I would advise you to go through a stockbroker, a proper stockbroker that is regulated and um, authorized uh, by the Nigerian Stock Exchange. So basically, you can walk into any stockbroking firm, and ask them, give you an account of me form, fill your details, you provide some documents, your ID card, your utility bill, your passports, and um i think those are the major ones um your bank details so when you have dividends you can be paid your dividends and all of those things
0: all right perfect perfect okay now um if, if i were to ask you practically for the average nigerian do you have an idea maybe an industry average of how much it costs or how much is the minimum account opening balance that is needed to open a stock booking account
1: um. So. So. Really. Um. These days, there's really no minimum balance. You can do as low well as five thousand, ten thousand, whatever you have. Really, you can open the stock account now these days. But I recommend five thousand, ten thousand. That's fine. Um, but it is becoming more and more. Um, um, easier as, as they go by um, opening accounts. Sometimes some of these stockbrokers, you can even go there and you can do everything online. You don't actually even need to go there physically. Uh, you can open an account, they open your CSAs account. Yes, there are there are some charges that will come, but those are not um, serious charges, right? So open accounts and you can now start. You can now start uh, purchasing. Um, 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 stocks. So basically CSES is a platform. Is, um, the full meaning is central securities clearing system. That's where your stock or your shares are warehoused. Right. Um, that's the platform where you can see everything you own um, from each stockbroker. You can just access a stockbroker, oh, I want to see my CSCS statement. And it gives you um, your statement showing all your, your your holdings um for for different companies that you've bought. Um, so, it, it's a very easy process these days uh, compared to when um, the stock market in Nigeria was just really coming up in the early 2000s and all of that. But these days, um, as technology has improved, it's really easy to open accounts and start trading as um, quickly as possible. So, yeah.
0: 5,000, 10,000, I, I, I don't think any Nigerian has. Oh, I don't think the average Nigerian has an excuse of not having 5000 or 10000 mm-hmm. to open a stockbroking account. So it's good that the minimum balance has been brought so low to allow everybody access to the markets. Uh, now, let's assume I've opened the accounts, I've funded my accounts. I, I, I pick up the pages of the newspaper. I open to the stock pages. There are over 150 mm-hmm. companies listed on the equity uh, mar- section of the markets how can I go about knowing what to buy? How can I decide what to buy? And, um, you know, that decision-making process, if you could just guide us through, that would be helpful.
1: Okay, so so picking um, a stock to buy, it's, yes, there are a lot of technical parts to it. There's also the elementary part to it. Um, so one thing you should look at um, for buying any stock is market capitalization. That's basically the size of of that company you're buying into. So off the top of my head, almost everybody knows GT, Zenith, Dango Dangote Cement, Airtel and all those all those big names. Those guys are there. You know those companies will be there. Nothing is even if something happens in the market, they are not going out of business at least not anytime soon, right? So basically that part is there to look at, okay, the big boys. So there's another part to it. Are you looking to um grow the value of your stocks quickly. There's something called growth stocks, right? Those are maybe smaller companies that have very bright future. They're not at their peak stage yet. They're probably at their growth stage in the life in their life cycle. You can pick stocks like that to see to have like um um you say let's say five, 10 years, they would have grown to to a very um large size. There's also the technical part of it where you have to look at financials, that's their financial information, their Financial statements. That's more technical. Um, Look at how they're doing their revenue, their projections. Um, Those ones require, if you're not um, a finance professional or you do not have um, a sound background in finance, then you have to employ um, the services of a financial advisor or an equity um, trader, right? Um, so basically, those I think I'll leave it at that and not go into so much details, right? But basically, first, look at their market capitalization. Look at the sector they're playing in. Um, also, listen to the news as well, because the stock market is driven by information and news, basically economic factors, things happening um, in the society. Um, for example, the equities market has an inverse relationship. With the fixed income market. So basically what I mean by inverse relationship is if the fixed income market yields are moving up, you will see that there will be um, a lot of sell-offs in the equities market. That is, the equities market might become bearish, meaning that people might be selling off their investments in equities and moving into fixed income because fixed income is safe, right, to some extent. Well, to a large extent, it is safe. So basically, those kind of things are things you need to watch for. Um, movements in fixed income, economic factors, um, the size of the company, the sector they play in, news basically about the company, um, what is management doing, do they have plans to expand, are they buying a new company, are they they acquiring a new company, those kind of things affect um, your decision um, um, on what to purchase really. All
0: right, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, so so now I've opened my account, I've bought XYZ company, I feel excited, I'm now a business owner, how do I make money off what I've bought, and uh, what do I do now, basically?
1: Okay, so so the, so there are two ways to it. Are you, let me use the word, are you a holder, or are you a trader, right? That's one way to it. The, so basically, a holder is you are in for it for the long term, right? You're not looking to just exit your positions um in the short term two months three months you're holding it for a long time you're looking for serious appreciation over the years like people that bought nestle long ago or stepped long ago these guys trust me at the moment uh, they are they are bowling. you get mm-hmm. then on the other hand there is um wh- wh- what did i call it i'm trading yes so some people are traders, so they know how to predict the market to some extent. It's not gambling, but it's more about um, taking information and using it um, to to see where market is. That is a lot. Um, it's, a re- it's really, really technical for traders. So basically, the buy low and the sell high and uh, come back again when it comes down and exit again when it goes up. So just to make um, money off um, those positions right? Well, I think the average Nigerian will be uh, probably a holder. And when you're holding, it's important to buy good stocks, um, basically. So for traders, it's a completely different ballgame. Then there are also some kind of stocks you'll be looking at. Um, there are two ways to make money anyways. The general ways, um, one is dividends, second is capital appreciation. So dividends, um, companies pay um you from the profits they make really. So let me break it down to a very elementary level, right? So they pay you, so let's say they declared hundred million this year and they said, okay, they are going to pay to their equity investors, da, 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 right? As an owner of the company, because you have bought the shares, you will be entitled to get dividends, right? And dividends is basically profit, right? So that's one way to make money. Um, you can declare, let's say, 1 Naira per share, 50 kobo per share, 5 Naira per share. I think MCN declared recently 5 Naira, 60 kobo. So, um, so that way, you're making money from dividend. That's excluding possible capital appreciation, which is the second part. So capital appreciation is um, you buy your stock today at 5 Naira or 10 Naira, and in the next one month or two months. Because of how well the company is doing, because of the economic situation, your, your, the, the value of your stock has increased. So basically, there is demand for that, your, your share. And demand, what, what what happens when there's a lot of demand? You see that prices start going up. So basically, you're making money, dividends, and the second is capital appreciation. That's when the value um, of your stock increases because of the positive um, nature of the business, how the outlook is, the positive outlook basically it looks like oh this company is going to do well so 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 time three months 10 years it looks good the outlook looks really good it also can be affected by political um, government policies basically it can also be affected um, by the economy it can also be affected by the sector that companies and so different reasons why there might be capital appreciation but that's the second way um, you make money from stocks
0: um I, I, I'm I'm going to put you on the spot just to ask your opinion on something that you've just raised. You've talked about two groups of people: um, one group being yes. holders, one group being traders. If you were to recommend, mm-hmm. which do you think gives a better likelihood of a, a positive outcome in the a, a, for the average
1: Nigerian? Average <laughs> uh, Nigerian, please be a holder, not be a trader. <laughs> because traders, um, so for traders, most times, okay, let me not say most times, sometimes they make money, sometimes they lose money, but what they try to do is to make more than they lose, right? Um, for a holder, you're basically saying, you basically are not exiting those positions anytime soon. you are looking long term, right? And um, if you let's use an example. I think I always like using Nestle because I think I, I had one case where, um, I saw someone that had Nestle shares. I think she bought it a long time ago. Nestle is probably, I think, over a thousand now. I think at some point it was 1,007 or 1,008. Um, at the time she bought it, it was in double digits or triple digits thereabouts. So if you look at the appreciation, but although that person has held it for forever, basically. But if you look at if the person wants to exit now, the person will be in a lot of profit. Mind you, she has been getting dividends on a yearly basis or whenever it's declared, interim dividends, final dividends, whatever. She gets them as well. So you're getting money. So another thing for holders, that equity holders, you're getting dividends. For traders, they might get dividends if they're still holding um, their positions at that time, but because of their, um, their exit and entry very frequently, Sometimes they won't qualify to get dividends because they have exited their position. And for, for dividends, for you to qualify for dividends, you need to be holding that position at a particular date, right? But for traders, they're really not interested in mm-hmm. dividends, anyways. But if you're looking at dividends, if you're looking at the future, if your investment horizon is long term, then of course, be a holder. Because at that point, you're not doing a lot of analysis, looking at so many trends. You don't need to look at the graph or the charts every day, as traders will do. So please be a holder, look at good companies, um, look at sectors you think have um, prospects. Uh, um, and yeah, you should be fine, hopefully.
0: All right, perfect, perfect. Uh, as we begin to wind down the con- this conversation now, it's been a good time having this chat with you so far. Um, But somebody might be listening to you today who has heard about everything you've mentioned, opening an account, doing everything, but the person is concerned uh, because he doesn't know how to read charts, doesn't know one single thing about um, reading financial statements, uh, doesn't have the time to monitor investments. Are there other strategies that people like this could employ to still invest, to get the best of investing while minimizing their own time and their own efforts?
1: Yeah, of course, of course they are. Um, So I think looking at that, I'll I'll say ETFs and um, mutual funds, um, more specifically equity mutual funds. So ETFs are called uh, basically exchange-traded funds. Um, So I'll give an example. There's one in the U.S. that is called uh, Vanguard S&P 500, right? Um, So that mirrors some of the FTSE 500 companies. We have some of them in Nigeria, too. Although they are not so um, popular or as... um, they're not they're not so popular compared to the ones we have in the us or the, or the other ones right but basically etfs they index um they can index a particular sector or they can index a particular number of um, companies um so basically they are you you're investing in the etf as if it's one share or one company but the underlying assets of that etf are various companies it could be a particular sector it could be just a couple of Companies that have been chosen. So basically, what this does for you is it eliminates the risk of you having to check each company or each sector, right? And you are basically leaving it to the professionals who have created that ETF or um, put those companies together. Um, for so basically, it's easier to do that if you don't have the time. And most times, um, there are different ETFs anyway, so it's good to look at ETFs that. Um, the underlying companies are very, very well-rated. Um, so I always like to use the Vanguard S&P 500 one. Um, then there's also mutual funds, equity mutual funds. Also, uh, ec- mutual funds are a pool of funds that, um, so a fund manager manages a mutual fund, um, gets money from different clients, puts it together and invests um, in equities, right? But as a unit holder of that mutual fund, you are not owning each company's share. You are basically owning um, some part of that mutual fund. So basically, the fund manager takes your money, takes other people's money, puts it together and buy equities, right? But you are not holding any of those equities. You're only holding a unit of the mutual fund. So why this is good is the fund manager is a professional, right? He's he's an investment professional, a finance professional. So he knows how how to read the charts. He knows how to enter the market and exit. So basically, he takes all the, I don't want to say risk away from you, but... The knowledge part of it, he takes that part. You don't need to stress yourself about, oh, let me invest in NTN today, let me invest in ETL tomorrow, and this and that. He does all that for you. And at the end of the day, you get um, your interest. It could be some some comp- some mutual funds pay interest um, biannually, quarterly, or yearly. And there's also the part of appreciation of your units holding as well. So you make money from the interest or Dividends you'll be paid by the fund manager, as well as the possibility of your unit holding to appreciate. So, same way equities appreciate, capital appreciation, your unit holding can also appreciate if the fund is doing very well. Um, although you have to pay some some money, some their charges of course, because the fund manager will not do it for free, right? But those charges are not uh, they are not so. Um, they're yeah, not so much. So it's actually a good way to go if you don't have the time, if you don't understand how the chats work, if you don't understand how the finance space works properly. So, mutual funds, equity mutual funds, as well as exchange traded funds, ETFs.
0: It's been a lovely time having this chat with you, sir. um uh, We might have, I, I know we've overshot the time. We are 38 minutes, almost 39 minutes at mm-hmm. present. But just before I let you go, sir, Any last words or any final words for the retail investors listening to this?
1: Um, Okay, so final words for me would be um, as much as possible, save um, some part of your income, build your investment with your savings, sweat your money. I always like telling people to sweat your money. Use your money to make more money. Don't just leave your money to be there. When you have idle funds, please Invest your money, make it make more money for you. If you invest and you're getting, even if it's the minimum ten percent every year, that's still that's still something, right? Um, try to take calculated risk. Um, consult a financial advisor, please. It's very important because I've seen cases where uh, people just think it's uh, okay. Nah, it's not charts. I'll look at the chart. I'll look at it when it's up. I would say when it's, uh, it's not just like that. There are a lot of other things that go into it. Um, as well, I would say. Invest in dollar denominated instruments if you can. Um, that's really to hedge against devaluation um, of the, of our Naira. We, we know how Naira has been devaluing steadily over the last few years. So yes, if you if you can try and invest in dollar denominated instruments, there are various platforms you can you, you can do that through you can do that through fund managers. There are some fintech companies as well. But I, as I always advise, please go through a fund manager, go through a financial advisor. Um, when you have questions, please ask. They will be there to guide you through. Um, so, yeah, please save, invest, and we all be fine. And we can now go and enjoy.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you very, very much for spending that time, this time with us. Um, if if I were to summarize everything that we've talked about, it will be uh, that make sure you consult your your investing professional before you make any major moves or before you make invest any huge sum of money. Um, don't try to go all on your own. Uh, it's a world an ocean filled with sharks out there. So we need to be careful and mind ourselves. Um, I know our conversation have been very basic today, and we've underutilized yes. your experience and your skills. Um, I I look forward if it's all right by you to bring you back where we can really talk about some in-depth and core finance principles. If that's all right by you, sir.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm open to that. Very much.
0: All right. Thank you very very much. Uh,